The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke. With me as always is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And this week we're going to be reviewing uh, Suspiria from 1977 as we start um, the month of October off with five, uh, which we will be doing five horror movies over the next couple of weeks. And um, we're looking to... uh, to expand our horizons a bit, um, this one in particular is a film I've known about for a while, but I've never had the opportunity to see, and so I uh, I picked this one among the other four that we'll get to throughout the month. Um, but before we get into our review, let's uh, catch up with what's going on. How you been, Corey? <laughs> I'm glad the week is over. <laughs> ah, yeah, we, it, it was homecoming week at our school, uh, so we've had spirit week all week, and that's always... Fun but stressful because it's it's a change from the norm. So like there's that atmosphere that you can just tell like the students are a little more on edge than normal and um, they're excited and yet that's not always the right kind of excitement because their excitement is more for the celebration and not for the academic side. And so you know it takes a little more like you have to be a little strict and a little more like attentive to behavior because they're more likely to be a little silly, um, not bad, just silly and. Uh, that always puts a little extra exhaustion in me by the end of the week. Um, but I did get to go see uh, the Florida Project last night, um, or well, Thursday night, uh, for an A24 critic screening, and I was very happy with the film. Um, it was one I was looking forward to seeing, and I'm, it lived up to my hopes and my expectations. might have even exceeded them. Um, it's one that I definitely recommend Floridians check out because there's going to be a lot of familiar landmarks. It seems to be um, right near uh, Old Town, where they film most of it. So, oh shoot! Yeah, there's a lot of like. Remember the gift shop, Corey, with the the giant wizard head sticking out of it, and like the wizard hand. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they walk past that at least like twice in the movie. Um, so it's it's some familiar stuff, and uh, the hotel that it's in is is there. I don't recognize it. My wife, uh, you know, knew exactly what I was talking about when I mentioned it. Called the Magic Castle. Um, not to be confused with the Magic Castle in L.A., the Magician's uh, Secret Club uh, bar type thing. No, no. What are we doing with our lives? There's a Magician's Secret Club? Yes, yeah. Uh, it's called the Magic oh. Castle in L.A. It's That's legit. Um, not a joke. Uh, the only, only way you can get in is if you are a member or if you are invited by a member to the Magic Castle. So we need to make friends. Yeah, well, uh, Peter Serretta from Slash Film just recently became a member, so... Start reaching out to him on Twitter. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, this Magic Castle, very different. Uh, cheap hotel. Um, very compelling story. Uh, you know, a slice of life for sure of the, of the people living in this little area. Um, definitely rough situation. You know, their uh, mom with a young daughter, um, six-year-old daughter, who is played by uh, Brooklyn. Uh, I've had it all day, and I think I've lost is the last name. Price? It might be Price. I feel it's definitely a P, uh, Prince. It's Brooklyn Prince. Prince. Um, and she she does a tremendous job. Um, 
playing the role and Willem Dafoe is fantastic. Um, definitely one, if it comes near you, uh, it's supposed to be coming out uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, slow release though, like New York, LA, I think on the sixth and then it kind of rolls out to more cities. Um, if it comes near you, I highly recommend it, especially if you are from Florida, because you will, uh, especially central Florida, you will definitely recognize a lot of the Orlando scenery. Um, have you seen anything new recently, Corey? Or not necessarily new, but new to you? Um, no. Just Suspiria, and then last week I saw It. Ah, yes. Okay. Well, then we will uh, jump into what's coming out on home video next week. Um, October 3rd, 2017, we have four movies we're going to talk about. Um, I saw two of them. Let's start with the one I know you're probably most excited for. A Ghost Story comes out on home video on Tuesday. I need to pre-order that. I still need the soundtrack. Is that not available um, or something? It is. I just, you know, ah. dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I totally get that. I totally get it. I wasn't sure, though, because like, I really want the Baby Driver vinyl, um, and that's <laughs> apparently just not available for cheap anywhere. Um, because it's um, two LPs is why. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, I, I really like that soundtrack, and I think the vinyl would be cool to have. Um, so, A Ghost Story stars Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck, um, directed by David Lowery. Uh, I got to see this at a critic screening earlier in the summer. I loved it. Uh, Corey then saw it in the theater and also loved it. So much. Um, it's it's not going to be for everybody, that's for sure. And it is when it's a ghost story, it's not a horror movie. So don't go in expecting it to be um, that type of film. It, it there might be a moment or two that scare you, but for the most part, it's more a somber look at um, life and the, ghost. and the life of a ghost. It's it's very compelling. Um, it's ve- not many filmmaking techniques that are used are not traditional, um, but I found many of them to be I- interesting and thought provoking. And the film as a whole is very existential, and you're just gonna be kind of either it's gonna connect with you, and you're gonna feel like probably moved quite a bit or you it will miss the mark and you will hate it that's what i've overcome by sadness yeah more often I, i've had a few people who are in the middle with it but most of the people i've heard are very polarizing you either love or hate and um i loved so and the soundtrack as Corey mentioned is fantastic uh the score and not even just like the music in the film but their use of sound yeah in general phenomenal it's a movie I, if you've ever lived i wish would have came out later in the year because i th- I don't know that it's going to get the Oscar buzz that I feel like it deserves. I love Casey Affleck. I love Rooney Mara. Despite Affleck's uh, uh, reputation. And it is hard to dislike him as an actor. I like him as an actor, too. Um, So that movie we both really loved. um, And now this movie, one of us saw, one of us didn't. And I don't think either of us loved it, um, despite one of us not seeing it. And that's Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. (laughs) Um, 39 Metacritic, which I didn't mention. I think, uh, the ghost story had 85 or something like that Metacritic. What? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's a critics seem to love it. It's, uh, I think the general audience is just, it's too slow moving. Um, and it's very, it's quiet, but it's not quiet. Quiet in the sense there's not a lot of dialogue. It's, you know, there's noise and there's sound, but, um, you know, stars, pirates star Johnny Depp, uh, Jeffrey Rush, Javier Bardem shows up in this one. Orlando Bloom returns, but not very much. Um, 
it there's some good moments, but it, it just feels like a really really missed misstep in the franchise. Wants to be the first one again, it just isn't. Um, it's not. If you're a diehard Pirates fan, you'll probably enjoy the movie. There's good stuff in it. It's just not perfect. And um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about Pirates. But it's coming out. So if you're excited about it, then get ready because it's going to be out on Tuesday. Um, the next film is also a dud, uh, at least with critics. I did not get to see it. I did want to, and I will probably rent it eventually, and that's The Book of Henry. Do you remember that one, Corey, with uh, yeah, Naomi Watts? Yeah, Naomi Watts. Mm-hmm. Jaden Lieberman, who is in It, and uh, Jacob Tremblay, um, st- directed by Colin Trevorrow, who was just recently fired from uh, Episode Nine for the Star Wars films. And what? Yeah, um, he was supposed to be directing Episode Nine. I hope I'm thinking of the right person. I'm 90% sure I'm thinking of the right person. Um, and uh, was let go. Man, I hope I'm thinking of the right person. I'm pretty sure. I I'm need right. to know why. But, um, well, the, some have said maybe because of the flop of Book of Henry, because it's supposed to be pretty <gasps> bad, um, which is 20. disappointing because I thought it looked compelling, but very melodramatic in the trailer, but I thought it still looked compelling. Um, but... Apparently, it's just not good, but I am going to watch it. Uh, I didn't make it to the theater, unfortunately, but um, we have one last movie coming out. There's actually a couple other ones, but I wasn't familiar with them, and I figured four is enough to mention, uh, and that's Churchill. There's two of these movies coming out this year, um, and this one, Brian Cox plays Winston Churchill. We have the uh, Gary Oldman ones coming out in theater soon that I don't remember the name of, but it, he plays Winston Churchill in that one. Uh, this is a 44 on Metacritic, so it doesn't sound great. Uh, 96 hours before the World War II invasion of Normandy, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill struggles with his severe res- reservations with Operation sorry, Overlord and his increasingly marginalized role in the war effort. So um, probably we'll skip that one. I'll wait till see the Gary Oldman one instead. But it's coming out on Tuesday. <sighs> no interest? That one has John Slatterly in it, but probably not. Not really <gasps> too familiar with that name, but... He was in Mad Men. Ah, I need to watch Mad Men. That's a show I've I not got to. I've watched it twice all the way through. Oh, wow. I love it so much. I'm like halfway through the IT crowd again um, for the second, Don second viewing. but I guess. All right, well, that does it for home video releases on October 3rd. Let's move into the theatrical release schedule for uh, October 6th, and we're going to go in reverse order here, starting with an animated movie that is uh, released by Lionsgate, which was a little shocking to me, and that is My Little Pony, colon, the movie. Now, hold on, though. Listen to this cast that they got from this movie. It is pretty crazy. Um, We have... Emily Blunt, Kristen Chenoweth, Liv Schreiber, Michael Pena, and that, okay, it looks like that's where the people I know stop. Oh, well, Tate Diggs is in it. Um, Scrolling through, anybody else I'm familiar with? Not. Zoe like Saldana? It. Is she on the list? Yeah. Oh, there she is. Sia? I don't know who that is. Is that a singer? Yes. I love her. Oh, Tara Strong who is a great voice actress. Uh, she's in tons and tons of DC properties. She's been Harley Quinn. She's been Batgirl. I mean, uh, amazing voice actress. Um, tons and tons of credits to her name. So that's not surprising. So it's it seems like a pretty solid voice cast. 
I am not a My Little Ponies fan. Um, I am not a brony. No offense to anyone who is. You can like whatever you want to like. It just, uh, I grew up at a time when My Little Pony was very much for girls. And if you watched them, you would have been made fun of and ostracized. So I did not. And I've not gotten into them as of now. So I'm not planning on seeing this. Corey, are you uh, a, a brony? Or I guess you wouldn't be a brony. Would you just be a pony? I don't know how that works. I I don't really know. Um, I have a big problem with all of these <clears throat> things that I loved as a child being like modernized, I guess. Like I loved My Little Pony as a kid. Well, they, I'm waiting for them to like bring back the pound puppies or something and just ruin that too. Oh, they, I think they did. Um, did they? Oh, gross! I'm pretty sure. Uh, I can't remember the name of the network, but there was a network that showed up when Taylor was kind of transitioning from like being too this. too or small, and then not not too grown for cartoons yet. I can't think of what it was called, but they had My Little Pony was on that network. Um, they used to rerun the Batman Adam West Batman show, which made me happy. Um, they had like a family game night show. It was like all the Hasbro games, but like bit like game show wise. So they were like blown up and, and altered to be more of a game show type Ugh. thing. I can't think what the network was called. But yeah. The, um, well, it was 2010. They did. Yep. Okay. I was right. Um, so yeah. it, <clears throat> hub network the hub. That's it. I knew it started with an H and I could not in my head at all place like the rest of the letters. But, um, so you're out for my little pony. Well, how about, oh. The Mountain Between Us with Idris Elba, Kate Winslet, <laughs> Bo Bridges, uh, Dermot Mahoney is apparently in this, and no one else that I immediately recognize, but I don't think there's going to be too many cast members because the premise is that um, Kate Winslet and Idris Elba take a charter plane um, because the airport's closed because of snow or something from Idaho. Uh, they're leaving Idaho, and <gasps> there's a plane crash in the mountains. Um, and Idris Elba and Kate Winslet and a dog try to survive. Um, so I've heard not great things about the movie, but you know, that their performances are, are exactly what you would expect from those two actors who are both phenomenal. I feel like I get enough Idaho in my life that are they, here's what I'm confused about. Are they leaving Idaho yes. or are they going to, okay. Cause that's what I said. Cause this trailer played before I think, big sick or something and my friend and i that went to see it i was like dude you and i both know that that is not the boise airport (laughs) because it's like this big nice huge airport that probably gets all kinds of like plane you know companies and flights and everything and boise no i was just like i live here you know what i mean i just can't well it currently has a 56 on metacritic um which isn't horrible, but it's also not good. Uh, but, you know, anything under 50, I re- generally will be like, ooh, that's rough. But over 50, there's a chance if it does something for you, like if it connects with you, it could still be pretty good. And I, I do love both of those actors. So um, mm-hmm. I wonder what it's going to like, how much their budget was and how much they're going to end up getting back. Because I think we both know those are not cheap actors. No. Yeah, definitely not. Um Although this could be a passion project, it looks small enough that they might have. Word. But then again, if they're in real snow, because um, they're in a mountain covered with snow, or in a mountain, they're on a mountain. Although they do find a cave of, in the trailer, so um, it could be like hazard pay worthy, you know, like where you're in a, not the best conditions. Word. 
But who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that's a set and not, you know, I don't know if they went the Revenant style and actually, like, froze themselves inside a horse or something. But um, uh, I am afraid of the poor dog, though, because... I know! <sighs> seems like they're probably going to eat the dog. That's... <laughs> right? Why would they eat the dog? There's two people stuck on a mountain. There's I a dog. I would eat my dog, though. It's not their dog. That's the catch. It was the pilot's dog. So I still wouldn't eat the dog. Corey, you're not stuck on a mountain starving. So <clears throat> I'm just saying, if I wouldn't, if you had to choose, myself. wait, wait, I want to clarify something. Are you <laughs> yeah. saying you would eat the other person before eating the dog? What was that? The Donner Party? <laughs> yes. Donner party. That's what I'm like. Hold on. Like, <laughs> which one? I would forage and eat snow, and I would just slowly wither away. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to eat a human, and I wouldn't. I think that you know that I just wouldn't be able to stomach it. Oh my god! And it's covered in hair. Yeah, John. Well, I I'm assuming they have some way of like you know weapons, but who knows? Uh, but I am I'm not encouraging that, mind you. I'm just afraid that that's going to be a scene in that Something's movie. Something's gonna happen. Um, yeah. Because it's cruel for them to put a dog in this situation, and and you know, um. It's unnecessary unless it's going to be some type of plot point, right? Like, why have the dog if it's not going to matter to the story? Yeah. Um, it, it could matter, and maybe he's a companion, and they bond, like, in a, a weird love triangle or something. You know what I mean? But probably not. It's probably – he's there to give them a uh, a reason to keep going. So that said, there's one more movie coming out on October 6th. Do you know what it is? Um. Hold on a second. Is it Blade Runner? Oh, it is so Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> yes. It, the uh the embargo on the reviews was lifted today and oh. Every actually I think it was it may have been yesterday, but the reviews are pouring in and they are super super positive right now. Um I saw I don't read reviews, but I did see that as a headline. Like I'm not just a headline reader, but with movies and Music, a lot of times I won't, like, read a review because I don't want to be, you know, but I did see that. Well, I have seen a few things that excite me. I did not read any review in particular, so I'm not going to be discussing what anyone's in particular opinions are, but I am going to talk Rotten Tomato score. I am going to talk uh, Metacritic score if, the, if that's out yet. It is currently sitting at an 85 on Metacritic, which is good, um, but it's sitting at, I believe, and I'm confirming... A 98% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, if you're not familiar with the two scores and how they work, Metacritic is the actual like average, like your grade would have been in a math class. Like they take your grades and then they average it, and this is what it is. It's an 85. Where Rotten Tomato is um, the number of reviews that are positive. And so like if you have 98%, that means only 2% of the reviews have had a negative thing to say about Blade Runner. Um, or have been negative. So that's still really good. However, looking at the Metacritic, 85. So it's not a perfect movie, according to critics, but still really, really good. Now, I have seen some headlines boasting things like um, the greatest sci-fi movie ever made. Um, oh. And I've heard it said that, like, the original Blade Runner was not uh, was not initially re- revered. It was It took a long time to become the movie that it is now, where people look up to it as a great sci-fi film. Where this one is instant classic is the phrase that's being bandied about. And I have no, I was kind of anticipating this because Arrival from last year was so amazing to oh, me. Dennis Villeneuve? I think so. Um, I And I, I just felt like he found his uh, place in sci-fi. I thought that's his best movie. Arrival's one of my favorite movies 
maybe ever. Um, like I need to rewatch it again, but when I think about that movie, it still moves me emotionally. It, yeah, it stirs. Yeah. And so, um, I'm very excited. I was already excited about this movie, like just the trailers. I, I'm I I think listeners of our top five movie podcast know I am a huge Ryan Gosling fan. Um, and he's currently listed as my favorite actor. So I'm looking forward to seeing him in this type of role because I've not seen him in a role quite like this. And I'm even more excited now. So that could be bad. I might be going in overhyped and I hate that, but I don't think so. I think this is uh, it's like a perfect <sighs> storm of what I love. It's it's sci-fi. It's, it's Denis, Denis Villeneuve, or I can never say his name. I apologize. I must learn it since I am such a fan of his, apparently. And then uh, Gosling and, and Harrison Ford, who old Harrison Ford, questionable, but and then Robin Wright's in this movie. I mean, it's just uh, and I love her. Jared Leto, who I I am hot and cold with. There are times where I really, really like Jared Leto or Jared Leto, whatever the correct name is. Jordan Again, Catalano. I, I did not like that show because I am not a Claire <laughs> Danes fan. It. Um, I, I, I love never like Claire Danes. To be fair, I never really watched the show, but I could not get past Claire Danes even then. Um, so uh, that is coming out on October 6th. So without any uh, doubt in my mind, Corey and I will be going to see Blade Runner 2049 next week. Um, and IMAX. And I might be going to see The Mountain Between Us. Um, I will not be seeing My Little Pony, but no offense to those who want to. Uh, it's just not my cup of tea. So let's move into Suspiria from 1977, uh, directed by Dario Argento. Um, I'm going to read the actors and actresses, but I don't. they're not famous in a traditional sense, I don't think. But they, they might be famous from their... Um, from their own country. If I'm not mistaken, this is an Italian film. I can't find anything yes. to confirm that, but okay. Um, a newcomer to a prestigious ballet academy comes to realize the school is a front for something sinister amidst a series of grisly murders. And I feel like series is an exaggeration, but nonetheless, um, Jessica Harper, Stefana Cassini, uh, Flavio, Flavio Bucci, Miguel Bosse. I am not good with these names, guys. I apologize. I am apparently uncultured. And a horrible example of America. Um, Barbara Magnoli, Bag, Magnolifi? Um, Magnolfi? I, I don't know. Rudolf Schollner? Udo Kier was in this? Holy cow. That is that the man in black? No, that's not the man in black. That's the other dude. What's this guy? I know him from something. Oh, he's in Downsizing. He was in Blade. Oh, he was Dr. Frank Mandel? Yeah, wow. That's actually somebody I do know. Because um, I've seen Blade a dozen times. But... Um, Oh man. Okay. Um, Apparently he's been in over 200 films guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's and downsizing is not out yet, but I'm looking forward to it. It's a new Matt Damon film. One of two Matt Damon films coming out this, this uh, fall that I can't wait to see. Um, yep. But uh, so Suspiria is a film that um, is considered to be one of the best uh, horror films from my understanding. Um, and I had not seen it. And Corey, apparently you had seen it, right? Yes, one time. One time. Approximately 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, it has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes, um, 83 audience score, and a 7.5 uh, IMDb audience score. Um, I have not, I wanted to do some research on this, and I just, because of the screening last night and the busy week I've had, I did not get to do any like other reviews and or. Um, extensive research into Suspiria. But why don't you start us off, Corey, with your basic... What did, what did you think of Suspiria this time around? 
I don't know. Oh. <laughs> um, I think that I'm at that place again where I don't quite understand why it's so revered. Um, yeah, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Um, I didn't dislike it as much as I disliked uh, Phantasm. Um, oh, no. And, I mean, I don't want to get too far into, you know, how I feel. This this film is beautiful. Like, yes. The colors, the shots, everything is so, like, it's so aesthetically just perfect. But I don't know. Yeah, and that's um, the production value of uh, the set alone is, is great. Um, and I'm sure in 1977 that the uh the practical effects for the horror elements was great too it doesn't hold up in my eyes um some of it what? felt cheesy yes um and now the other issue is uh i've heard that the dub hurts the dialogue a lot and that could even just be the um the translation could hurt the dialogue you know translating it from italian i assume italian to english um, could easily, you know, just have the dialogue feel cheesier than it should. And it did. There were a lot of times where the dialogue felt real, real bad and uh, often over-exposition, just way I, too much detail. Um, also, I just read a little on Wikipedia, because I love that website, sorry. So I don't know how true it is, because I also didn't have time to go, um, like, researching. But they say that um, Harper, who played the main character, I'm forgetting her name right now, yep. um, said that it was a common practice in Italian filmmaking at the time um, where they didn't properly record the actor's dialogue. It was later dubbed, uh-huh. um, and that they uh, each actor spoke their native language because some of them speak English and then some of them were speaking Italian oh. and others even German. So I can't imagine like filming a movie with people that I can't understand what they're saying. But you know what I mean? Like trying yeah, to to have two people speaking to each other, but not knowing what the other one is saying and to react properly even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I was actually compelled by the story. So, the story for me kind of saved it where I wasn't completely taken out of it because of that. Even though the stories, there's a lot of, I said, cheese and stuff like that within the story. Um, I was always compelled. Like I, I needed to see the ending. Like I was definitely, you know, kept interested throughout the film. Um, there were some things that I thought were left out, but we'll get into that with spoilers. Overall, I'd say I'm lukewarm on this movie. Um, I, I still kind of have that, is it so revered because of when it was made? Um, or what I'm starting to really wonder about myself is if I'm just not getting horror. Like if, if I'm not seeing the themes that are being uh, discussed and, or it could even be cultural. Maybe I don't know what this movie's you know about. Maybe it's about some kind of dance trend in Italy in the seventies in or something or whatever. I'm not even sure if it was set, in the seventies or not. I think it was, it, it looked fairly modern in that time period. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent either. I don't think it indicated what year it was. No, I don't remember it saying that. Um, all right, well then, uh, let's get into spoilers. Okay, guys, from this point forward, we are going to ruin spoil. Suspiria. If you haven't watched it yet and 
you want to check it out before you listen, go ahead. Otherwise, full steam ahead. Da, da, da. So the first kill in the movie. Oh, and in fact, before I even get into the first kill, one of my biggest disappointments, and I have to blame Ellen Page and Juno. Oh, yep. Um, because I was expecting this to be a gore fest because I believe she calls Dario Argento the master of gore. And then when <laughs> she's watching the movie that Jason Bateman says is the better one, um, she says this is better than Suspiria. So in my head, Dario Argento is the master of gore. Suspiria is a horror movie. It's going to be very, very gory. And while there's a couple of scenes, it's really, really not. Um, not at all. No. Uh, the the blood is, again, it's it's probably of the time, um, but it's very pink, and it's very runny. Um, it looks like paint. Yeah, it it doesn't look like corn syrup to me. Um, it looks like, and if it uh, who knows, but I didn't think it. And again, I can let that slide. Uh, you know, I understand it's 1977. It's still kind of a new thing. Um, I can let that slide. But I also there's only I think three murders in this movie that I can think of. There's there's the early murder, the first murder uh, from the girl who leaves the school. There is the murder of the blind man, and then there's the murder of Sarah, and then Sarah comes back. Um, and and then there's the murder of the witch, I guess, but I don't know if I want to call that a murder. That's the only four deaths that I can recall that are like in front of us. I think that you're right. Okay. Which feels small to me. Like, and I made that kind of comment when I was reading the series of murders. I'm like, I don't know if series is accurate. And and the blind man doesn't look like a murder because his dog ripped his throat out. Like, and like, okay. So that was the scene that I couldn't get over with the practical effects because the dog looked like a puppet. And I don't want to be too... <laughs> It looked like a puppet. Yeah, it was totally a puppet. But... Totally fake. And then, like, the guy's head was up a little too long from the neck, you know? It just, everything about that scene looked weird. It did catch I... me off guard, though. I did not yeah. see the dog being the killer. Like, I thought he was going to get attacked no. by something, but then the dog did. I thought the gargoyle was going to, you know, yeah. come to life. So and, I, you thought, know... I thought good filmmaking there, right? Because like, he definitely threw me off. Even though, yes, yeah. it doesn't look as good as we would like. I was I was taken by surprise because I was totally expecting a gargoyle or something, um, and especially because the dog was barking at something, and then the dog turned on his master. We see like these like shadows on the ground, like fly. They look like they're flying around and stuff. So totally expected something swooping in. Mm -hmm. So I was I was that got me. I didn't, I wouldn't say I, it scared me, but I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. You know, I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. And that's kind of why I don't hate this movie is because there's stuff like that in the movie that I was like, oh, okay. And the story – go ahead. I don't hate it either. I just don't understand. I don't understand. And some of the people that like it so much are younger than me, and I'm like, you you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and I, I don't, don't know. I it's don't see so that. Because, like, like, okay, so that opening kill, like when he's the, – the arm reaches in and, like, smashing her face up against the window, it's it was hard not to laugh because she's making, like, kind of funny faces in the window and since i know she's not actually being murdered um mm -hmm. it, it was hard to not be like oh wow that was some that's a choice um i i was totally confused for a while because i thought that it was um it's jessica is that the lead actress 
Uh, yeah, the the, the girl main actor. Yeah, I, Jessica. Oh no, Susie Banyan is the yeah. Jessica's her, her name actual in, name. Okay. Um, when Susie like comes to the school and they're telling her to go away, go away. I thought that that was Susie at the beginning. Oh no, yeah. That no. died. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I realized that a little, you know. Yeah, I, that didn't. I didn't get tricked by that only because, um, which listeners, I'm not going to be proud of this, but. I went to watch Suspiria on Amazon Prime, and it was no longer on Amazon Prime. And it was recently, like the day before we were watching this, it was announced that they were showing the 40th anniversary screenings uh, during October. And so I think they've pulled it from everywhere, and they're going to be doing a 40th anniversary release. Maybe Criterion's doing it. I haven't heard. I could see Shout Factory doing it. Um, but... Uh, it seems to be impossible to get now. So I, I legally, yeah. So, well, I mean, technically I didn't do anything to go out of my way to watch it. I went to YouTube and it was on YouTube, uh, with the, with, I believe Italian sub, uh, subtitles, um, in English. And I, I was trying to confirm that the version was right. And the only reason I did that was because, uh, we told you we were going to watch it this week, um, and felt obligated to keep our, our promise because the way the, the show works, so we had to watch it on YouTube, which was, again, not our – I went to rent it. I was going to rent it on um, Fan, uh, Fandango Now. I checked Vudu. I checked iTunes. None of them had it available to rent, um, Amazon included. And Amazon Prime, uh, it actually said it was not available in my area, and it was when we chose this movie. So Desperate Times uh, called us to search. And, again, I didn't go to, like, an illegal website. I went to YouTube on my Xbox, searched Suspiria, and, like, five things in, there was the movie. Um, but I had to confirm it was the right version. I was concerned, like, maybe somebody had, you know, remade it, like, did, like, a Swede version or something crazy. Um, so I was checking pictures. And so I, I had the the face of the lead actress burned into my brain after Google and looking at the, the freeze frame of her at the airport in the beginning. Um, so I was very familiar with who was who. But that first kill, uh, the stabs are kind of funny. And I'm also, I have to say, I was a little annoyed that we don't see the murderer. Um, but at the end, I was fine with it in the beginning because I assumed we were going to discover who the murderer was. Mm-hmm. But no, not at all. Um, I don't think because there's not a murderer. It's a group of witches who are casting spells on people. So the fact that you've you've obscured the murderer who had like a very hairy arm and kind of animal like like qualities so i thought you know i thought monster of some kind but i still thought we would get like a reveal of who the murderer was which in fact there's the guy at the school who uh sarah says is under like uh he he's always laid on his rent or something and so he's, he's always like kind of under the headmistress's uh finger and he seems to like the lead actress like he waves to her at one point and um i assumed he was the killer but his yeah. story just kind of flutters into nothing. Yeah. yeah, we don't get any kind of closure with what he was. I guess he was working with the witches, but there's no definitive answer to who the murderer was. And thus, why did we not just see the murderer? Because to not see the murderer, we get some very funny like arm reaching into the frame to stab the woman shots, right? Like that are less scary than they are like comical. Again, to me, I'm watching this arm kind of like reach in and like, I got gotcha. you. And I'm just like, that's not how somebody <laughs> would get stabbed. And then the close-up of, of the heart. It is. When, the, when he stabs the heart, 
I was under the I, impression we were looking at her chest, and he had apparently cut out enough of a section that her heart was visible. Yeah, just ribs. Like, yeah, yeah. ribs are gone. Ribs are gone, Rest, right? Yeah, uh, breastplate's uh, gone. Now, it maybe it was supposed to be like an internal shot, like not like an exterior shot, but we were inside of her chest. I thought that it showed like clothing or something. It totally, I totally... did. I'm saying maybe okay. it was supposed to be like, like they didn't have the oh, way to God. do it. And so that's how they did it. I don't know, oh. but I thought that was really cheesy. And if that was what got uh, Dario Argento, the master of gore title from Juno's character in Juno, then I, I'm very disappointed Juno's in fired. Juno. Yeah. Like, Juno is fired. Um, and I guess maybe that teaches me a lesson from having expectations formed by a character in a movie. But nonetheless, I felt like, okay, this movie's beloved, and so it, and she calls it Master of Gore. I expected gore. And you mentioned the dog. Um, there is the scene after the dog has killed his blind master that he's eating the meat. Mm-hmm. And to do that, they had to frame it so that you you couldn't see the body you just saw the meat being pulled up which was clearly like steak or something <laughs> like, <laughs> like pork loin it just yeah which i, I get don't. again okay you can't actually feed the dog a person i understand that <laughs> and i don't mean to nitpick but i i guess in my head if i'm going to watch a movie like this i i i need it to feel more I don't know. That's the feel. I don't know what the director wants me to feel, and I think that's why I have the biggest issue. Not just with this movie, but I th- I'm starting to think the horror genre as a, as maybe not a whole, but majority, because I do not seem to connect with most horror films. And I'm not opposed to violence in movies. I'm opposed to violence in real life, but in movies, I have no issue with violence. Violence is never a reason that I tend to dislike a movie. Um, I, I, I'm not opposed to dark subject matter. I love, like, The Lobster, which many people said is very dark. I love The Lobster. Um, I like dark comedies. I, you know, I, I tend to be okay with dark themes in films. So I don't know where this disconnect is. And the biggest one, um, and I, I haven't, we haven't done a podcast about it, but I did write a review last Halloween. I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time, and uh-huh. it, it didn't connect for me either. And that is, uh, by many film critics, it's it's one of the best movies ever made. Not just horror, just movies. And I I love that movie so much. And I know that we're not going to agree on things. I hate when I suggest things to you and they don't live up to your expectations. Yeah, but like you know, I don't. It, you can't take hurt a little. Yeah, but you can't take credit for that recommendation at all because that's a movie that anybody who's ever everybody yeah everybody should have heard of that and i i went in wanting to love it and i just i don't know what it was that just didn't connect with me um and again i didn't think it was like poorly made or anything i just i found some of the acting to be a little little too much um and i think i i desperately want to be scared like i'll say um, when I saw Evil Dead for the first time, like the original mm-hmm. Evil Dead, it actually scared me. Like I was sitting, and I watched it during the day, but I was alone and I was freaked out. Like I was genuinely freaked out in my house. And that's not a film that I hear a lot of people say is scary. I hear a lot of people say it's great. I don't hear a lot of people say they get scared, but that movie generally got to me. And I don't know what it was about it, but I, I generally felt scared. Like where I was in the middle of the day looking around my house kind of paranoid like oh man i don't even believe in this type of stuff but i'm still freaked out like i was that into the movie and that's what i think that movie did for me is it pulled me in and it, i was sold on the, the the universe and i was i was in that world um 
and I thought the acting, even though not perfect, I was I was in it. Like especially Bruce Campbell's perfect, but the other people who I don't remember, I didn't think they were necessarily perfect, but I was I was in. I loved the first girl though that gets locked in the basement. Yes. Oh yeah. She I can't remember her name right now. I want to say Carol, but that doesn't seem right. I don't I don't remember either. I am rewatching it this month. Um it's she, been a while since I've seen it. I cannot wait to watch it again. She is creepy. Yeah. I and I, I do have I have permission to allow my daughter to watch any of the horror movies that I watched this month. Yeah. Um, so it's it's up to Taylor to actually want to watch them, but I'm really hoping she'll watch Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, even though there are some some things that are said that are not, you know, easy. You know, she says some messed up stuff, but yeah, you know, uh, she's thirteen. Uh, she'll be fourteen in April. It's it's whatever at this point. She's, I can't. She's smart, and I know it's hard to to believe that, but uh, I can't. She's smart. She knows it's not. Um, you don't become what you see on TV or movies. Uh, so. I can't. I want to say this about this movie. Um, it's very much a sign of the times, I think, that because um, I in like this era, there were so many movies about like cults and like Satanists, and then this with the witches and like I it was interesting. And I don't, I didn't remember this. I watched it with a friend that was a big fan, and you know, like. I I don't even remember, but um, I I don't like that part of horror. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know the, that cult thing or like the Satanist yeah. or that all of that, all of those. Like, See. I will. I like ghosts. I like zombies. You know what I mean? But I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm know. not. I don't feel like I'm opposed to those things though. Like, I don't think that is um. I mean, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying, like, for me, I don't think that's what it is either. Although I don't tend to like witches, this movie didn't feel like a witch movie till the end. You know, like yeah. Um, and I thought there was some cheese again uh, when Sarah is running away from her the would be pursuer that we don't see, and she falls into the giant slinky. And it looked like was it supposed to be barbed wire That's, fencing? I, I mean, think I don't so. really understand because she seemed to be in pain, but there was no visible damage to her. During yeah, that it moment. wasn't like cutting her. Or... Yeah, so I wasn't really sure what I was witnessing. Oh, I do want to go back uh, real for a second. The first kill, I forgot. Not only is she stabbed several times, I got to give props though. When her head is hanging through like the the stained glass, and then she falls through and is hung by. Oh it, yeah, that was pretty creative yeah. and and disturbing. Like I I will give credit where credit is due with that kill. It was that part. I was like, oh god, that's all. And then the other woman dying from the glass falling too, like two for one. That was that was pretty crazy. And I did for, I didn't count the woman who died from the glass. So that's technically a uh, fifth kill in the movie. So, um, but. That slinky thing I thought was weird because I couldn't tell what it was. I assumed it was like razor wire or barbed wire, but it did not look like razor wire or barbed wire. It just looked like string coil. And it was like, she's just tangled and she's freaking out. Like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to take away from this moment. Um, and uh, there's some, there's again, there's a lot of cheesy dialogue. And again, that could be from translations. It could just be that he wasn't the best writer. And it could be a, a it didn't age well for me. Um, I... I hate this because I want to love movies like this. Like when I, I don't like being the contrarian for classic film, like modern film, I'm a little okay with being the contrarian. If, if that's how it ends up happening, if it's a mo modern movie and it doesn't work for me, I don't, 
I don't mind saying bad things about but it. Also, you shouldn't. And I, I just want to understand why it's so revered. But like, I don't have a problem with not liking something just because everyone else likes it. No, ag- agreed. And I that's just why I understand. That's why yeah. I'm willing to say what I'm saying now because uh, I could easily just be like, "Oh yeah, it was good" because everyone likes it. But that's not where I'm at. But it does make me wonder why. Like, why do so many people like it and I don't? What is it that I'm not getting? And that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's something with me and how I'm approaching horror films. Um, because there are moments – I actually – I asked Mike uh, while I was watching it on our other group chat um, so that you wouldn't see. Because we, you, if you're a new listener, Corey and I don't talk about the movie until right now. Um I asked Mike, like, because he's a fan of this film, and but admitted that he hadn't seen it in a long time, and it may not hold up, and things like that. But I was like, is am I supposed to be laughing at what's happening on screen, or am I supposed to be horrified? Because I can't tell. Like, I, I can't tell what the intent is. Because those cheesy moments, I'm like, is it supposed to be funny? Because screams, and- screams, funny. I laugh at scream, but I know yeah. it's funny. Like I know the jokes are there. I get the the in jokes at the the genre when he's poking fun at that. I I don't know what I'm supposed to feel in Suspiria. It, it never was clear to me. Agreed, and it felt really long. It did feel, and it's not. It, it's what it's under two hours. Um, I think it's one forty, one thirty eight. But it, oh it, shoot! It, it I did, thought it was one forty-three. It did feel a little like on the the slow side, um, but it, it picked up at the end. Like everything started kind of going, and and it it did work for me. Um, you know, there was there was some really great stuff, and you did mention the the production, I, and that might be all it is. It might be that this movie's gorgeous, and that's I. It. I. It is. I don't even know how to describe. Um, I wouldn't expect. I don't know. It wasn't grainy at all. You know what I mean? It was just so clear. And so I don't know how to explain because I've seen other movies that are, you know, well regarded from the late 70s and they're still kind of like that grainy. (sighs) Some people really like the grain and that's like there's film purists who when I say film purists, meaning they don't like to watch old prints of movies unless they're on film, not the digital restored DVD or the Blu-ray like they prefer seeing it. On an actual film print, uh, you know, 35 millimeter, 70, well, not 70, but um, 16 millimeter, and they want to uh, see the grain and see those things. Like, why well, you listen to vinyl, right? Because the vinyl, each record can sound slightly different because of imperfections and things like that. That's the film purist as well. Um, now, the some of that grain isn't there digitally and things like that, in a, especially if you're watching it on a DVD copy or whatever, but... Um, it's the transfer is bad or whatever, but, um, yeah, it doesn't have that in this movie, which I was shocked because it was a YouTube, you know, I'm assuming bootleg that it wasn't bad quality. It was actually a really high quality video. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, okay, so I watch, I like to watch all of my movies with subtitles and I know that I missed some of what was being said in the movie because some of it was just hard to understand. Um, it seemed like garbled or something, but with the, I, those subtitles, I was like, is this how other people feel about like subtitles? Just a general that they're just in the way and like very yeah. distracting because I can't read them. I kept trying know? to read them too, because I, yeah, I, right? I watched, um, scanner darkly on Monday and uh, yes? I realized, oh, shoot. I realized very quickly I wasn't going to be able to understand what was being said if I didn't have the subtitles because Robert Downey Jr. was like 
flying when he was talking in that movie. Like it was oh, just so fast. And I was like, I don't know what he's saying, so I'm going subtitles. So I had just watched the last movie I'd watched, I had been reading. And so this movie I kept like looking down, like I can't read these. Look up. Can't read these. Look up. Like stop looking down at the stupid subtitles. You don't know what they're saying. But they were distracting, um, in a in a way that was kind of refreshing. Um, because there were parts where I thought I was reading them. And then we'd realize, no, they're saying the words in English, moron. Look at the TV. <laughs> like, stop looking at the stupid subtitles. <laughs> um, Excuse me. Yeah, but uh, overall, um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm ready to do rating unless you have oh. anything else you really want to say. I don't know what to give this movie. I- I'm going decent watch because I, I do think there's enough there to make it entertaining. Um, it's it is gorgeous, and again, I I was pulled into the story, even though there's story issues to me. Um, I I was still I was still compelled, even though I'm not necessarily even satisfied with the ending. Uh, with with her just killing the old witch in a very extreme close up, so we couldn't quite see the the look of the old witch, uh, which was interesting, but also kind of like I kind of want to see the this monster who's lived all these years, um, and then everything catching on fire and blowing up. Well, again, um not the most satisfying any it was kind of cool visuals and and thinking of like how he could have done that in 1977 it has to be practical to some degree um you know not necessarily blowing up a real building but you know building all these fake sets to blow up then would have still been quite the 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 feat so there's a lot to be uh, impressed with but it wasn't as satisfying as i wanted and i definitely wanted more horror stuff because there's a lot of scenes of just people talking oh and I did want to say this too. Um, on I don't know if this is true, but uh, Wikipedia says that uh, Suspiria is Latin for size. I thought that the soundtrack, like um, I don't even know what to call it, because it's like chanting and it mm. is size and kind of like screams and stuff. And I thought that was distracting. Yeah, and there was like the sound whenever the there was the killer coming. They had like a very distinctive. Um, song that would play and like noises like the sounds of like whispering and stuff like that and um it's interesting uh but i still didn't i i was also i had headphones on again like i did when i watched it follows and the score felt overwhelming at times um and i don't know if that was because of the headphones again or if that's just maybe i just don't really love synth score um i don't know if, if synth is even the right word for this score but it was it was very repetitive, I think, throughout the Yeah, movie it was. Um, but it, it, was, it wasn't bad. Like, I didn't think, oh, the score is awful. But it was like, okay, I, I've heard wow. the song a lot. And it is loud. And it's it was just... I, I was definitely ready for the uh, the ending. Um, and I was kind of... Again, I, I went in maybe overinflated because I've heard so much about this movie. And it just didn't register to me the way I wanted it to so decent watch is my rating which is if you're new to the podcast that is like the middle three star type rating um it there's good things in it i could see why people like it i i kind of i don't know why they love it but i can see why they like it um and i i i feel like maybe if i can get someone to interpret the film maybe there's like a a read of this film where everything's a metaphor for something that was going on in italy at the time and it would be more compelling if i knew that but i don't and so right now it it's not connecting to me on a deeper level it's very surface superficial again pretty movie doesn't work always for me enough to to win it over that's why i'm not a fan of avatar um what do you think Corey? i'm gonna go with a decent watch copycat so 
Um, no, because, well, it's, I don't think it's a total waste of time, but because I don't mind that I sat through it. Yeah. But I do agree that I don't recommend this film for most people. You know what I mean? It's like there's so many different, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in some ways it fits one and then, and but I don't feel like it's negative enough. Like I, I have no whatever that I sat through it. I didn't feel like I have with other movies that I have chosen that I am embarrassed. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, so for our uh, next episode, uh, we are going to be watching Sorry. a 2017 film. I think it's 2017. It might be 16 because it is a newer film. Um, but it, it was, I know it was on the festival circuit for a little while, uh, called Raw. Oh, um, yeah. And my understanding is this is going to be on Netflix um, now. I, I hope that's true. If not, I will be renting it from one of the digital streaming services. Um, but it is my understanding that Raw will be on Netflix. It is dated 2016 because, like I said, it was on the circuit. But um, directed by Julia DeCornow. DeCornow? I'm so bad with foreign names. I am so sorry. When a young vegetarian um, undergoes a carnivorous hazing ritual at vet school, an unbidden taste for meat begins to grow in her. It is a movie that many people uh, were said to have left with barf bags. I think some theaters issued barf bags with this movie. Um, so we're going from a movie that was claimed to be the master of gore to a movie that has recently, within the last six to seven months, elicited that type of response. So I'm not sure how I'll handle this. Um, I have not seen Cannibal Hol- Holocaust. I have not seen Green Inferno. Uh, and there's other cannibal movies um, that I've not seen. I don't know how I'll deal with it. It might not bother me at all, or it might really freak me out. I don't know yet. Um, I did see Bone Tomahawk, and there is a few cannibal scenes in that, but I am looking forward to watching Raw, though. I've heard uh, several critics, this is one of their favorite movies from this year so far, so I am intrigued uh, to see what it's like. Um, Are you excited, Corey? I am. I'm a little nervous. Also because of the, uh, the whole... Yeah, cannibal type themes, and I don't know if it's truly cannibal, but the the word raw and that she develops a hunger for meat seems to imply that. Um, now the funny thing, I'm I'm fine with zombies, and zombies are essentially cannibals, but they're dead eating human flesh, and that has never bothered me. So I don't know why I would be hesitant for a cannibal movie. Like I can watch a zombie eat a dude like all day and not not be swayed by it at all. But the idea of a person eating a person um, bugs me. You know, even like uh, Hannibal. There's the scene where um, <laughs> yeah. with the brain that is so freaking disturbing. <laughs> but Raw from 2016 is our next episode. Uh, until next time, um, Corey, thanks for being a part of the movie club. Thank you. We encourage you to uh, watch Raw and email us. Your thoughts at contact at BerkReviews.com. That's contact at BerkReviews.com. Um, you can go to BerkReviews.com every day. We have new stuff posting, um, including top five movie podcasts, uh, the Wildcard Pod, and um, the Rough Cut Podcast all post through Burke Reviews. And uh, my reviews of films, and every once in a while, Corey or Mike or, and some of the other people will join in and write something for the website. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at BerkReviews, and you can follow Corey. At Corey R. Star, two R's on the end. And until next time, thank you for listening. Peace. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. 
Brokerviews.com. <laughs>